From here, if we were to go out onto Lake Winnebago, we'd drive over the highway, head through the city, through the hustle and bustle, stoplights and such, people going this way or that. And we'd get to the shore, perhaps at a marina or our home. We'd push through the swarms of lake flies, get into our boat, and make our way out a good ways into the lake. And what would we find? Peace. We'd look back upon the city and say, ah, how nice to be out here, finally. Not to be out bothered, just to be at peace. Yet maybe your peaceful place isn't the lake, maybe it's a park, Maybe it's your room or down in the basement. Maybe it's the gym. Maybe it's driving in the car. Surely we experience a sort of peace in those environments. A place I find great peace is up on hills or on the rare occasion up on a mountain. In March, I had the opportunity to do that spending eight days in silence on a retreat, and a couple of those days I did some hiking. This was down near Denver. And so I knew ahead of time of a particular highway which wound up a part of the mountains, which would take me to a particular easy trail, which would by foot take me another thousand feet up to a mountain peak. And I knew I just had to go up there and experience that. I ended up going there twice. And when I finally got up there the first time, didn't calculate time correctly and didn't have a whole lot of time to spend. But it was so amazing. A mile above Denver, probably 15 miles to the west, Looking down, I could see this big city, so tiny from up there. I was just meditating upon, wow, there's so much going on in that city. So much good happening, to be sure, success and happiness. But at the same time, like any city filled with humans, I also knew that there was stress and sadness and of course, much sin. So just meditating upon that and then realizing at the top of this mountain it was very peaceful. Just me and the birds and the Lord. No cell phone coverage. Beautiful view. As much peace as the world could offer me in that moment. Not too long after that, just a number of minutes, I saw far off huge clouds forming and coming over a distant mountain in my direction. And it worried me. My heart became troubled. And I wasn't used to reading the weather in that place, so I quickly started descending. That peace didn't last so long. Our Lord says... Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, 
do I give it to you? Not as the world gives peace does Jesus desire to give us peace. Well, how does the world give peace? It offers four big things. And it says you need to have more of these four things in order to be at peace. Wealth, honor, power, pleasure. Wealth, honor, power, pleasure. The world says if you have enough money, then you can rest. So save up, invest. If you have enough honor, then you'll feel good about yourself. So get as many likes and followers as you can. If you have enough power, then you can finally control your life and enjoy it in peace. If you have enough pleasure, then you'll be fulfilled. The body thirsts and hungers and the eyes desire, so fill them up with all you can. Yes, the world says that in order to start being at peace, we need all this. But what the world is not able to tell us is that these four things will never be enough. Yet Jesus says, in order to start being at peace, we need him. And he will always be enough. Simple, right? St. Augustine wrote about this in the 4th century in his commentary on this very gospel. He said that the world tries to give free, uninterrupted enjoyment, but that is not peace. The peace, St. Augustine says, that Jesus intends for us is union of mind and heart. Union of mind and heart with one another, yes, but with Jesus in first place. Jesus says, whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. This is the union of mind and heart with the Lord that Jesus desires for our peace. That is what the ancient spirituality of the church calls the unitive way, or what Bishop Robert Barron likes to call finding the center. If our life is centered on God, then we will be at peace. Think of a Ferris wheel. It goes up and down. You want to be at the top because it's the great view, and then you go back to the bottom and wait for the going back up. It's like wealth, fame, and power, and pleasure. They go up and down, but do not endure If our life is based on those things as the source of our peace, then it will not last. But if we, instead of being on the outside of the wheel, are anchored at the center, then we will abide. Then we will be steady, even though the world turns around us. In union with Christ, he is always enough. Being there at the center starts with prayer, daily prayer. We cannot be in relationship with God without prayer. This includes living the sacramental life. 
regular confession than regular communion. It includes spiritual reading of the Bible and writings of the saints. And this includes letting the things of the world which God created good to be part of how we give glory and praise to God and part of how we serve one another. I went back up to that mountain several days later and it was clear out, 50 to 100 miles visibility and warm. At the top, I spent a good amount of time in meditation. Then I took out the various things I needed to celebrate Mass. And there on that mountain, I offered the holy sacrifice of the Mass. The intention I prayed for was for the whole world, that the peace of Jesus would reign in our hearts. There is a point in the Mass the consecration of the precious blood of Jesus, I lifted the chalice, and I could see in the reflection of the chalice, there I was standing on this mountain, but since the chalice is curved, it made the whole horizon behind me curve into a circle, and it looked like the whole earth, the whole globe was there. In that moment, I realized, yes, Jesus, you have us in your hands. And we need to be right there with you. That's a whole different outlook. And it doesn't take necessarily going out to the lake or up a high mountain or to a particular place to experience peace. If we are right with God and living that life of prayer, we can experience peace everywhere. Christ is present and Christ is within us and he has sent his spirit upon us. But we do need to come to this special place to worship at the Holy Mass in order to find that center. It's the last thing in our second reading from Revelation. John had this great vision of standing himself on a high mountain, but instead of looking down, John was looking up, and what he saw was the heavenly Jerusalem, a magnificent city, gleaming, with the names of the 12 apostles written on its gates, like we have here. Each time we celebrate the Mass, we can experience a foretaste of the heavenly Jerusalem of that peace, of a community centered on worshiping the Lamb who was slain and who has risen. A foretaste of that lasting peace of eternal life for which we hope, but which we can begin now in this life as we grow in union of mind and heart with our risen Lord Jesus Christ.